What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. What is up? Today is one day after the Hari Raya public holiday. Yeah. How is life, Terence? Uh, it's been it's been a busy few weeks, huh? Even a few days in the online space. Huh? A lot of discussions about different topics, huh? Yeah, that's such a vague comment. <laughs> no, I mean, as, as in, uh, you would think that uh, you would think that after the general election, life would kind of settle down a little bit. You know, stuff gets back to normal. But mm. I don't. Know, I find myself still drawn to everything that's happening in politics. Even watching the the cabinet, you know, even swearing in the swearing in ceremony, which I have never watched my in my entire life. Suddenly, I was watching it live on TV, and and like. You know, looking out for little things here and there, which is so, yeah, it's, it's like there's this, there's this political or, or, or awakening I find in Singapore these days. Everyone's like very oh, really involved. Yeah. You didn't watch the cabinet uh, swearing in? No, I mean I saw news. I didn't. I didn't watch the ceremony. Also because, uh, yeah, like, like I've been busy with something else, which I mm. I guess can't really talk about now, right? Yeah. Uh, right now, but. Uh, I think the hunger to read and consume news has for me mellowed down. I'm still keeping track of what's happening, like, and and that's where this podcast is an outlet to to discuss stuff. Because oh, like fucking now, like every event, like, okay, I think what you said, everything now feels like oh, it's coming with like fucking uh power of activism and power of like we gotta change things, which is great. Uh, but on that note, the thing we're gonna be talking about first today is something that. Can show both is like shows the the, the double edged sword that is social activism la. Yeah, yeah. But I thought yeah, I thought we we're supposed to do the plug every time the before. Plug, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I there. was. I was. <laughs> I was gonna I was fucking setting the context and then I'll take a little tangent uh and tell our our listeners uh, that okay we we have I mean like fucking it's awesome now every time I open up our subreddit, our 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 community is growing, so that's great yeah. to, to see and thank you all so much for joining. And if you enjoy this podcast, I think we are still in the top 10 on Spotify. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, and if you enjoy this podcast, it would be great if you can share it with just one person and mm. let them know that there's something pretty pretty interesting to listen to and we would really, really appreciate that. Yeah, one thing is that um, because, uh, you know, like when we that day we recorded our podcast and literally the night itself, Pritam Singh, you know, made an announcement about how he was donating his salary and everything. Mm-hmm. So immediately, our podcast almost became like uh, slightly outdated, outdated overnight, lah. And then, then I realized, like, yeah, this is uh, this wouldn't have happened during the GE, lah, because we would have had a chance to respond the very next day and everything, lah. But now yeah. because yeah, because we record our podcast twice a week now, so it's not as uh, sometimes yeah, the 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 stuff is not as up to date, lah. But that's food for thought, lah. But do you guys think maybe we should be recording at least three times a week or something? Cause, ooh, Because, ooh. yeah, wow. just, just to keep up to date with, with stuff going on. Well, I remember like a few months ago when I mentioned like, oh, should we do daily? You're like, uh, wh- wh- what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit, can we do it? But then, yeah, I, I guess like the GE, like that was a fucking eye-opening for us in the sense, oh, shit, people were consuming content uh, that we were putting out uh, more than ever before. And I think it helped that there was a lot happening, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's correct. almost like like now, now you can understand why like Trevor Noah, Seth Meyers can do daily shows, you know, because mm. there's so much fucking happening in the US, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, if if people feel feel that way, we we would love to hear your thoughts because right now it's still anchored by current affairs and literally every day, Terence and I are like, should we do a podcast today? Anything we're talking, anything worth talking about, and we want to do stuff only that around stuff that matters. But mm. I don't know. We also don't want to like. I mean, okay. Uh, we, do we want to do like movie reviews and all that? I think there has to be something about it, lah. Not just movie reviews, lah. But right? movies now, there's oh, yeah, not that fuck. many movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, that the cinemas, true. yeah, cinemas are open, but a lot of movies have been delayed further because they're waiting for more people to come back to cinemas, lah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So wow, what a tangent we've taken. Uh, yeah. So, but I mean, okay. Genuinely, let us know if you guys would appreciate more podcasts a week. Because we have no idea how that would turn out. But yeah, let us know. Uh, and back to the first topic that we're going to be talking about today is a, is a little a little post that went viral earlier this week by uh, Mr. Meng Shuen Ko yeah. about his interactions with a, uh elderly lady who was on the way to Sentosa. Mm, mm. So, I mean, on a broad level, he shared something on his Insta stories uh, just talking about his, his encounter with her where he... I had a conversation with her and he realized like, oh shit, she's in a fucking shitty, shitty situation. Like, and he talked about, um, he shared the info he got from her about how much she's earning per hour, 
uh, how she is as reduced working hours because of COVID, how one of us, uh, her, her son died in the army a few years ago. Mm. And he just painted like, wow, this is a sad fucking storyline. And I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone in Singapore has at some point come across a situation like that. And when you see this, it makes you think like, oh shit, is it, it's a shitty situation. Like, so then um, he posted those stories, those screenshots of the stories on his Facebook account, yep. um, uh, mentioning that it was at a request of his, a lot of his friends like, because they felt it was a story that needed to be shared. Yeah. Um, and I think in like a day, he got 20,000 shares. Mm-hmm. 20,000 shares. So, so in it, he kind of like, painted the picture of this uh, elderly lady uh, based on her, his conversations with her. He took photos of her that kind of hit her facial identity, but uh, still showed some of her site profile and all that. And in the coming days, I think that was on 29th July, and immediately the day after, um, the Ministry of Social and Family Development clarified in a social media post that kind of uh, factually stated certain aspects of the elderly woman. They didn't disclose her name, but they mentioned stuff like, okay, she stays in a five-room flat with her son. Uh, her son did uh, die. Her other son did die a few um, years ago, but uh, Mindev provided full compensation. And it was a very factual thing. Mm. And then Tan Chuan Jin uh, kind of echoed in as well. because he's our Speaker the, of Parliament, right? Yeah, he's Speaker, Speaker of Parliament. Parliament. And, MP, and yeah. he, was, he was called out by the, specifically in the post by the uh, original poster, like the OP. Uh, saying kind of like saying that oh you know and I think there was w- in there were ten uh, Insta stories um, mm. and in the seventh one or something he said something about like um, how Tan Chuan Jin still thinks that people uh, need to work at home uh, exercise work, do cut, cut, cut back, collect cardboard for exercise which is a comment he made a few yeah. years ago yeah. um, and he posted a few times and the OP uh, which who I will refer to I mean like the OP he came out and posted something I think. At the end of uh, uh, on 29 July as well, so everything happened within one or two days, clarifying the situation, like, Because in reality, the elderly woman, people were going down to her workplace, which is a hawker center in Tampines, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and kind of wanting to help, but she was feeling stressed, like, And that was through the OP, through MSF, um, who had social workers go down. So why we wanted but, to but talk to about clarify it, also. She was also feeling stressed because I think people were going to her employer also and asking how come she's being paid so little, right? So her yes, employer correct. has been has been having to field a lot of questions. Uh. And it turns out that yeah. the the number wasn't exactly exactly accurate, like what she told the guy. Yeah, yeah, correct. So I mean the so what happened for, for OP? Um uh he privatized his Facebook account, his Twitter account, he took mm. down his Facebook post of the stories. So you can't really find it anywhere. But of course, as always, Reddit comes to the rescue and there is a thread that shows all 10 Insta stories like, which we mm. can share the link. And why it's important is just to understand the context of his post uh, and the MSF post and Tan Chuan Jin's post and his clarification post are all out there. Like. Yeah. So the reason why we wanted to talk about it is because when he posted it, there was a lot of support. I shared it in a private group that I have with uh, Terence just as a potential podcast topic. But I will admit that I saw it, I was like, wow, fuck, that's, just, that's a shitty situation. Mm. So then when MSF clarified and kind of pointed out certain inaccuracies in his post, then people were divided. Mm-hmm. Um, and divided in I what guess, way, like, like in terms of response? Uh? I guess some, the I wouldn't say pro-PAP, but maybe the anti-SJW felt like, oh shit, uh, here's another uh, oppie. <laughs> now, mm. you know, fucking there's a term, no? Oppo- like, like, have you heard of it? Oppo- Oppo- yeah, like, opposition supporter, right? Yeah, this this OP is, is just fabricating stuff to bash yeah. the government. Because and PAP that, supporter is Peppy, right? So yeah, Peppy, Peppy and OP. Yeah. <laughs> so there was one school of thought kind of pissed off at this guy who, um, like, you could argue fabricated some stuff or didn't check the accuracy mm. of his claims yeah. before posting this and literally calling out the government and making such claims like, you know, you vote for PAP, they don't believe in minimum wage. You When you vote for PAP, you want to show your gratitude to the party of LKY. You vote for PAP because you're afraid that your future in public sector might be endangered. And it was a lot of these bold statements. Mm-hmm. The, but then on the other hand, people are saying oh, he wanted to help and the fact is there are issues. Why did MSF have to come out with such a blunt rebuttal of his case? The fact mm-hmm. of the matter is she's 82, I think, yeah. and she's still only earning $1,300 a month mm. before COVID. Yeah. Um, and that is an issue that still needs an answer. La. Mm. Um. Yeah. So then Tan Chuan Jin comes with slightly passive aggressive post. The OP comes out with like a apology that 
doesn't really feel like an apology. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. And I've been rambling for fucking ever. So what are your thoughts, Terrence? I mean, the... I think what really surprised me about this whole thing, and 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 uh, when we first discussed it being a podcast topic, I kind of wanted it to let it let it run its course a bit before we jumped into it, like, Because mm. um, I saw a lot of people writing responses that ended up being like going viral and being shared like crazy. So a lot of people are taking sides on this issue, lah. Uh, probably you mm. listening also, you probably have taken a side or shared at least one post about this whole issue already, lah. Uh, mm. And then, of course, there are also those people who are saying, like, um, however you respond to this issue is more of a reflection of who you are rather than than the issue at hand. Uh, you know, how how mm. you respond. The fact that is that um, a guy was sounding off, sounding an alarm for in general for uh, poor people or, or people who are who don't get enough from support from uh, the government and all uh, And and uh, yeah, Some of his story is inaccurate, but. The, the point is he is bringing up a real legit problem lor. so so mm. we, I've seen a lot of these posts and I, 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 I mean I was quite surprised that in the sense that uh, I thought this was one of those things that you know the story would die down very quickly but a lot of people latched onto it and um, they put a lot more uh, weight and meaning into into this whole matter than I thought they would including so I mean including Tan Chuan Jin himself like, you know like to, to bring up the whole the whole thing about he said that he was being he had been personally attacked in the post and everything, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, Tan Chuan Jin was uh, responding to queries in the post and making such statements, saying something like, um, "You know, is this guy's post even real? It might be a fake account," which I found surprising, la, uh, mm, for mm, a public mm. figure, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it just felt like there was a lot of passive aggression yeah. on both sides. Size. So, hey, but can I ask you one very uh, noob question first. Uh. So uh. When when did OP become original poster or original post or when did it become an acronym that you were supposed to know uh, if you're on the internet? OP. Uh, I, I admit that uh, before this whole incident, I didn't know what the hell an OP was. Uh. Oh, really? You never Googled it before? I mean, then I Googled uh, when I saw all oh, people were saying OP, OP, what does that mean? Of course, I know OG, <laughs> la, original gangster, <laughs> but OP, I, I never heard. So I thought, it must be some other vulgarity or so, like original something. But if it's such an innocuous, innocent thing, original poster, like how come it has this? How come it's so special? It has its own, its own uh, acronym. I don't know, sir. I mean, I picked it up. I first saw it on Reddit because now I'm a lot more active on Reddit than I've ever been because yeah. of our uh, subreddit. But before then, you know, sometimes you Google, uh, mm-hmm. you want to find out stuff. And I admit, when I was dating, I would Google stuff that somehow, and uh, or, or trying to date, I would end up on Reddit. Like, I don't know, like how to fucking like do this and do that. Then then you go down the wormhole of Reddit. Like, and uh-huh. the OP thing kept on surfacing. So then I Google, I was like, oh, fucking original poster. And you see uh-huh. that on websites like Fuck My Life and all this shit. Like. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so, so, I I'm I don't know when it came into prominence. I mean I'm looking on Google Trends. Yeah. Uh and apparently just based on a search for OP la, which could yeah. mean a lot of fucking things, there was a spike in uh August twenty eighteen. <laughs> so yeah, so it is quite recent la. It's not that, that long. Because yeah, OP yeah, to me growing up it was Ocean Pacific, la. you know, that, that brand that sells the oh, wall- yeah, fucks, they yeah. sold wallets and, and beach stuff. The Ocean Velcro Pacific. Wallet. It was OP OP everything. So like suddenly I see OP, I'm like, huh? Ocean Pacific? No, no, no. Oh, original poster. Yeah, Fuck, I feel poster. I really feel like they're fucking old now, man. Boomer. <laughs> we should have like a soundboard sound effect. Like, anytime one of us yeah. makes a boomer comment, right? Boom. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, sorry, you, you yes. were talking about something no, so more serious. Just, just, now, just now you were saying a lot of people latched onto it than you, a lot yeah. more people latched onto yeah, it yeah, than yeah. what you thought. But are you talking about his original post or the fact that MSF came back like that and Tan Chuan Jin got involved and it became like almost like a national discussion like that? Yeah, it became a very like, uh, I mean, those people who, who as, you know, very clearly during the election, they made it very clear that their stance was pro or anti-establishment. Uh, again, mm. they fell into they fell into position here, lah. You know, the, yeah. the pro and anti-establishment thing, and uh, almost spending a lot of effort to discredit the discredit the guy and and uh, vice versa, lah. And or to really say that hey, this guy is, wasn't doing anything wrong. He's just pointing out something, and uh, yeah, lah. Then it's very in line with how people. I I think it, it's probably very in line with how people voted as well. So so it's quite it was quite interesting, lah. So. 
I mean, um, just I'm I'm opening up all the Insta stories, which is on the Reddit thread that we are going to share. Yeah. But because I also want to understand what was your thought process as you saw it develop. Like, because I I did share the post, but I didn't share it on my public profile. I shared it in our personal group. Mm-hmm. Um, just because yeah, it was a podcast topic. So so I mean, he starts off like long stories. Skip ahead if you're interested. And he talks about his interaction with his old woman. Um, he that he was he met on the way to uh to I think Vivo City on a train mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so everything transpired and it was getting emotional. Uh, mm. And you can understand uh, like the story uh, she was saying, she ended four hours of work at Tampanese Up and she was do- on the way to Sentosa to work as a dishwasher because it pays better there. Mm. Um, and then the more he asked, uh, the situation unfold- unfolded and it in I think the last three or four stories, he goes into it like, um, okay, I, I haven't celebrated NDP for many years. This year will be no different. I see nothing worth celebrating yeah. no public servant in Singapore deserves to be paid one million a year um, and yeah just stuff like saying this this failure of a country and all that mm. so when you saw that right what was your first thought uh? Uh, I mean my my first thought was that this was uh, I mean yeah, like, it's a very real issue because you and I mm. have we have uh, in the course of our work doing YouTube we have come face to face and interviewed like you know cardboard collectors and and you mm. know people who are food food uh, insecure meaning that they couldn't yeah. put food enough food on the table every day of the month uh, every day of yeah. the month yeah so that, that's classified as food insecure so there's actually a lot more people like that than than you think in Singapore uh, that's the first thing so to me it was okay he's just pointing out something that uh, to me la, was really I mean I thought it was really obvious really la. so it's not even a point of contention um mm. and and of course he after that he talked about whether or not he's celebrating NDP because mm-hmm. of all these things. I mean, I, along the way, I did I did feel okay. Uh, he could he should have done uh, he could I think have done more to also help the lady because he mentioned he gave her uh, he was offering her two dollars or something. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think yeah lah, I mean. Sometimes, rather than posting about it, maybe it's just give some give a bit more cash to her lah. You know, don't and don't need to explain so much or don't need to ask to post it or anything like that lah. Right. Mm. Um. So so, but then then when it came to the end of the thing, there is oh okay, he was kind of making a statement about uh I don't know whether it's political or what lah, but it was about minimum wage, about you know ministerial salaries and things like that as well lah. So it suddenly. You know, it took on a from a humanitarian standpoint. It suddenly became a bit more of a political issue, and uh, yeah, that's where I felt okay. I think the message is going to be lost in this in this whole thing, because uh. it it seemed to have gone through a few a few different. Uh, he came. He was coming from a few different angles. At first, a humanita- humanitarian angle, and then like, how can you help this woman? Angle, and after that, finally, like, oh, it becomes a. It's just a political issue, like You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that so, was my my experience as I was reading it, no. So my experience when I was reading it, I was like, yeah, I, I did feel like, oh, fuck, this is a, a sad story. Like. I didn't go too deep into it, into like analyzing what it turned political and all. Because for me, it was like, okay, I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he shared it. So that was naive of me. Like, mm. Because I looked at it and it was in the last three Insta stories that, that it became political. Um, and yeah, so I kind, of, I kind of glossed over that admittedly. But then as things blew up, um, yeah, like, that's when I felt... And, Okay, so for me, this is yet another example, right, mm. of something that is well-intentioned, um, maybe could have been worded a lot uh, a lot better, just mm. leaving us worse off than we started. Yeah. Like, I honestly think so. Because, mm. okay, like, I think, I think like, like what I said earlier, like, a lot of people know people are falling through the cracks. Whether or yeah. not they choose to care or whether or not they choose to do something is something totally different. Like. But in this case, it felt like he did it in a way, like, he brought a social issue to light, but yeah. the way he did it, I feel just fucking like did more was more destructive than constructive because mm. it was yet another example of him doing something that was was disproven to a certain extent and makes the people who are pro establishment, pro PAP and all that just yeah. classify him as yet another person who's arguing based on facts that are not accurate. Like. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of similar to I know fucking now everything is like defined by the whole Narel Siashwe thing. Yeah. But it just reminded me of another case where okay, this is an emotional argument yep. that ultimately got a lot of traction. Twenty fucking thousand people shared it. But at the end of the day, his case was not credible enough to justify 
his claims, which mm. just ruins his argument, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, w- like the way MSF responded with their post, which was almost quite cool. Like basically, they were like you may have come across a Facebook post about a member of a public encounter, blah blah blah. Our social service of so- social service of office SSO colleagues have identified the elderly woman, Madam L. She's staying in a five-room flat with her son's family. The family has a domestic helper. Her son provides her with food and shelter, but she works to supplement her other expenses. Our SSO colleagues visited her yesterday to see if she needed help and how we can lend support. So, without going into detail, the rest of the the post is kind of like that. It's kind of just okay. You're looking at blunt facts, mm-hmm. but almost the way that guy kind of made claims without backing it up and like kind of made some assumptions, I feel the way they fucking post this doesn't help the situation also mm. because it kind of implies that just because the family has a domestic helper that she might not be going through some sort of hardship. Like that just yeah. because she lives in a five-room flat that there's no fucking like uh, um, hardship there. Yeah. And if very similar to the Sasha and Narelle thing, it felt like, did, not, did they not talk to each other at all? Mm. But actually, I want to ask you. Uh, like, why do you think? Why do you think? Don't don't say the MSF thing, uh, But normal people. Why do you think normal people got so angry about it, uh? About about the guy. Post, this, yeah, his post. And then realizing that actually, oh, a lot of things were not factually accurate. Uh. Why do you think people got so? You mean when angry? it was revealed that they were not factually accurate? Yeah, when it was revealed that a lot of the stuff was not factually accurate. Why do you think people I mean, got angry with him? I think, first of all, like... Okay, I think there are many, many different types of people who got angry for different reasons. Mm. But one reason, I think, is because... Um, yeah, la, like, the fact that you're making such bold claims mm. without... With stuff that has proven inaccurate is really like, wow, fuck, yeah, like... And then everything else you're saying, is it even true? Like, mm-hmm. he kept saying, like, he asked the old lady uh, about her situation and she gave the answer. Um, and then it just makes everything else he said kind of tainted, lah. Yeah. Um. And then I think some people are angry with him also for posting sort of enough info that you're not really doxing her, mm. but you're narrowing down the her identity to just uh people that you can you can find like if you really yeah. wanted to. So so um, if I'm hearing correctly, it's like basically like two things like right. One is that basically PDPA like the public uh, like the pri- her private information or information mm. about her uh, in, enough information about her to be identified as a person was being shared publicly without her consent, right? That's one thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. second thing that they basically, um, they were, uh, emo- it's almost like emotionally lied to, la, right? They were lied to, to feel something for this poor old lady. And it turns out like, actually a lot of the stuff wasn't, wasn't actually factually accurate la, in terms of the story being told, la, mm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so actually, don't, don't you think it's kind of similar to, um, so, so remember a couple of years back when Ministry of Funny wasn't a failing channel and we were quite popular and all that. So a lot, then a lot of the videos... I can't remember, man. <laughs> for, all, for all I can remember, we've always been a failing channel. Yeah, yeah. Where we were like, oh, heading towards 100,000 subscribers and everything and we are, you know, growing subscribers every every week. Uh, but yeah, we were doing a lot of like prank videos, like, right? Prank videos and, you know, videos that, although we were playing pranks on people, a lot of times it had, it had a nice message to it. Like for example, we did like a you know, uh, racist racist comments prank and stuff like that, lah, right? And, yeah. uh, and or, or even abusing the elderly prank where we where we showed a guy like abusing an elderly person, a fake elderly person, and then yeah. capturing people's responses to that, lah. Um, yeah. And then we we always uh, made it a very important point for two things. One is to always get the consent of whoever it is we're recording on video, lah, right? Like the one is like we literally print out forms saying that we are allowed to use your likeness, everything for video. And we talk to them, uh, we talk to them and explain to them what's the whole purpose. And two was we always make sure that uh, if there was anything that we needed to be factually accurate about, like stats and everything, we would literally go and interview and get it from like uh, directly the sources themselves, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, why do you think we had to be so... Okay. I mean, maybe I think it's worth explaining to people why we had to be so militant about this. Because uh, I see some I see some kind of similarities in like someone can be saying... But you're also, you know, when you do your video also, you're also manipulating people's emotions, right? You are faking a situation and then making people feel also sad for a while. But actually, it's all fake, lah. So, what, what's the difference between what this guy did here with his Instagram stories and then you guys doing with your videos? And that then, means us, lah. Yeah, lah, yeah, lah. So, so right. I, that's why I, I thought it'd be interesting for, for, for us to talk about this, lah. 
And so what, what, I mean, why do you think we had to do those two things so bad, badly? Yeah? What, you mean what? Like the one is get the release forms? Yeah, and get the, the release forms. And second is we are, we, are manip- I mean, we are also like manipulating people's emotions and all that. But then we spend a lot of time like uh, digging up the proper facts, talking to the actual people, like, like security guards, you know, doing the security guard video, talking to someone who works at a food bank when talking about food, food, uh, insecurity. food insecurity and things like that. La. Why, yeah. why do you think we had to go to the extent to do such things? Uh? Uh, I mean, so, so first of all, uh, before I say anything, if you guys want to look up uh, those, those videos, I'll put it in the show notes, but you can also look up our channel. If you haven't uh, already realized that we actually did start off on YouTube before <laughs> we started failing, we do have a YouTube channel. Yeah. But I mean, so, so it, when you ask me that, okay, so I will admit that when I first started doing YouTube videos, also between the two of us, I was always like, "What? What? Can we just film? You know, other people are doing mm. it. Why don't? Why can't we just film? Why do we need to get talent released?" But then, um, I think for me, philosophically, why it was super important is because once you start editing videos or editing content, you really realize how much you can manipulate facts, mm. and how much mm. you can manipulate the emotions of the viewer. And I think anyone creating content that you're putting out there, um, be it like individual. Some people might say, oh, you know, we, 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 we were running a business, so we have a, I don't know, like a a, a, a responsibility because we also have 100,000 subscribers. But I think you also need to be responsible enough to make sure that whatever you are making can be backed up by some truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me a while to get used to that. And because honestly, we have had some fucking good responses that we never put in our videos because the person didn't give us consent. Yeah. And it's fucking heartbreaking because if you ever watch a video of us doing like, a, that comes out as a three minute video of us interviewing people on the street, chances are we were out there for like seven to eight hours mm. talking to, I don't know how many fucking people just for, for that three minute video. La. So yeah. it's sometimes very tough to swallow that you can't use someone's footage, especially when you know it's going to be fucking funny. Yeah. But we we wanted to like respect the fact that in the day and age of social media where people's identities are almost defined by like one or two mm. uh, actions, right? It's very dangerous. And also, yeah. yeah, whatever we make needs to be backable. La. And I think also the important thing is I think we also realize that uh, as much as you think like you're making a video about doing good and all that, right? As much as you think you are putting the other person in a good light or, or helping the other person by featuring them in your video and stuff like that, right? At the end of the day, uh, you have an agenda and the other person also has their own their own desires and wants. Uh, like maybe that person just really doesn't want to have to deal with attention, doesn't want to people to come and talk to her or and, or, and say how fantastic you are and everything and things like that, right? So mm. we, you need to, as a content creator, you need to respect that space. Uh, that this individual doesn't want to be disturbed, doesn't want to be highlighted in media, doesn't want to have any, you know, people coming out to congratulate her or, or anything like that. Uh. They just want to lead their life as per normal, and you need to respect that. That's why uh, we we had to draw very clear lines about what we, as content creators, like like you say uh, we're allowed to do. You go because at the end of the day, yeah, we are editing the footage, and we are doing all these things to manipulate emotions, uh, so to speak. At the end of the day videos and all these all these forms of media, a lot of them are meant to uh, trigger certain emotions in people, right? So so yeah. in some ways I saw a parallel to this guy being a very almost like a you know how how we were when we started out YouTube, very fresh like, you know, like thinking, hey I'm doing a good thing, but I'm only I'm only trying to highlight a real social ill here, you know? So why 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 are people why why should anyone penalize me for number one, like uh, almost doxing the person and number two you know, uh, not being 100% factually accurate with everything. Uh. So, mm. so as much as, yeah, correct, he's trying to raise a real good point and everything like that, I actually do think like uh, a lot of the outrage that people are feeling, I totally understand where is that, where that is coming from. Uh. There's, I feel that maybe this person is is almost coming in too much of a, of a, as a white knight thinking that he's saving the day and everything. And, yeah. and and actually, his actions might have caused more harm than good to to the actual person he's trying to help, la, And the cause he's trying to help, la. Yeah, even, I mean, even then, to be honest, when I saw his post, I was like, okay, he's clearly emotional. He's clearly passionate, which to mm. me is still a good thing. That yeah. you know, okay, if someone cares that much, if someone, we all know that in Singapore, like publicly saying like, oh, you know, the PAP is fucked up and all, like it takes. Uh, I mean, it's still something that you there's a small element of risk there, like, and for someone to mm-hmm. take it for a good cause, I I respect that. Um, even though like, I think it could be done better, but what 
when what turned for me, right? Even okay, so I thought his post could have been done better. Mm. Um, I thought the MSF post could have been done better. But what turned for me was his latest update, which he posted also on twenty nine July, and that w- that's when it became clear to me that okay, like he, I don't think he he sees what wrong he did, mm. and at no point did he apologize. And even though he says in the post that this post literally is. This po- this update will be entirely focused on her, and I will try my best to keep the reporting as neutral as possible. Everything said in this post is reported as it was told to me firsthand, and it was in the previous post. So certain things, like just to reflect, you can go and read. We'll put the link. But certain things he said, you know, like okay, he posted stuff that was factually inaccurate, right? Yep. Proven. Yep. And then in how he phrased it in the post was, in light of new knowledge I received affecting the accuracy of the initial story, yep. plus her turning down aid from members of the public. I have decided it would be best to remove the original post. So to me, like, are you trying to say that your post was, are you sorry? Or are you kind of saying, oh, you received some knowledge affecting the accuracy of the initial story, but yeah. you're not really kind of saying like, dude, you fucked up lah, you know? Mm, mm. And the rest of the post feels like he's, okay, he's he's definitely righteous um, and he definitely means well. But to me, I'm like, yo, then I started to think this guy is in a bubble of his own lah. When, um, you, when you say bubble, do you think that he is, he's got an agenda or? No, like I think, I think he's kind. Of, I I think he kind of he he doesn't feel that the backlash is justified. Uh, okay. And okay. Uh, and I think it is. Le- he is less responsible for people going down to help the auntie than he actually is. Yeah. Which I think, yo, come on lah, like fucks yeah, like you. It so that's why. Okay, in my mind, right, even if if it was MSF and all that, um. What would have been perfect? What I would have loved to have fucking seen is if he left up his original post and yep, there's a yep. edit that kind of talks Pofma about. Pofma la, Pofma. <laughs> no, like he edit himself, <laughs> uh, not, not Facebook. Himself, Pofma, himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like just MSF or even Tan Chuan Jin, right? For Tan Chuan Jin, yeah. this is okay. Th- in some way, this is a big issue because it kind of, um, kind of like makes broad statements on MSF and the social service sector. And in many ways, the social service sector can be improved, lah. But it just feels like he made broad strokes, then they come back, made broad strokes. And then you get all these passive aggress- aggressive statements by Tan Chuan Jin also, which I think is fucked up. Um, it just felt like, yeah, again, three different silos. You go mm. to the comments, is three different echo chambers. Like, and to me, it's like, fuck, yeah, another issue of n- not really people digging in their heels without finding some way to bridge that. So maybe we should get him on our podcast like, or something. Because to me, like he privatized his, his uh, pages. He... He doesn't seem apologetic. When I was reading articles, he turned down interview requests by publications like Coconuts and all. Mm-hmm. Then to me, I'm like, is this part of the I don't subscribe to their beliefs, fuck off from my life, or yeah. like, this is toxic, fuck off from my life. Then I'm like, walao eh. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a that's a sad thing. Like. But on the flip side, right, if you think about it, okay, people are talking about it and you okay, honestly, you look at our videos on food insecurity, elderly abuse, they will have like what 40, 50,000 views, which mm-hmm. is this, which in this day and age is shit, right? Mm. So, what what about the fact that if you post something that is maybe is a bit more accusatory, yeah. it gets it out to more people and more people start thinking about it, even though more people feel inflamed? Like, what do you think of that? No, no, but that's the that's the that's what we're trying to avoid, right? That people start uh, judging content based on their emotions as opposed to you know, like really thinking about how it affects them and then and affects other people, like literally the people they know and everything. Because, yeah, la, like, like again, I mean, we're not experts on these things and maybe they don't get as many shares as whatever. But the truth is, there are parallels between what, uh, how, how, you know, remember many, like a few years ago, prank videos were all the rage on YouTube. And and the you would see a lot of like very strange or suspect looking pranks being done in the US, like giving yeah. a homeless giving a homeless guy a hundred dollars and then the homeless guy like you know does some spectacular thing that shocks you and everything, right? You know? And it turns out yeah. a lot of those types of videos uh, were actually fake, lah, you know? They were set up and they were they were they were literally actors playing all these people and all that. And that that whole that whole segment of YouTube was basically exposed overnight to as a very fake segment of YouTube la. And a lot of those people who are doing those types of videos were saying no la, But you know we were the spirit of it was you know to to raise some good points about good points about homelessness and things like that. And and but but nobody was buying it la, Right? Nobody gave a shit anymore after that. And everyone became super super like cheesed out and cynical about that whole that whole segment of YouTube radio. So so that's where I felt like, you know, if people keep doing this kind of thing, 
where they find they, they post something that's very emotional but turns out oh it's actually very factually inaccurate and maybe cause more problems and all. Then you know people start people in general will start like switching off or being very skeptical about real real cries for help. La. And that's what that's not what I, I think we should be encouraging where people are sharing a post because they're either they maybe half of them are so angry of it and the other half is very emotional about it. La. So it just ends up become, becoming like, uh, yeah, do you, are you really helping a conversation or are you just turning more people off the, you know, what, what should be the real conversation? Uh? No, but in, in some way, that's where I've also kind of like uh, struggled with in the past because, you know, like what if the thing is that, okay, let's say he posted something that was a bit more neutral, it gets a thousand shares and maybe 10 people care enough and there's some change, right? Mm. But he posts something a little more, how you say, uh, like uh, more pointed, uh, he gets 20,000 shares, but 200 people care, and that causes some change. Of course, you might piss off like a lot more people, but net-net, mm. right, if there's more positive thing that, that comes out of it, isn't that, isn't that a good thing? So, it's so if, I, like if, he's but if we post, if I post some fake news about COVID-19, about how if you don't wear your mask, you will get COVID-19, and then you will get erectile dysfunction, and it causes an uproar, and people start sharing the shit out of it. And then maybe they start wearing masks. But more masks, people wear masks, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So would you say that's a good thing that I'm spreading a fake news that you get erectile dysfunction if you don't wear masks? I would right. love to say that's a fucking stupid analogy, but I think that's a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> that is, is the point because I mean, you literally saw all the tech CEOs were being grilled in the US Congress yeah. this past week. And, and, and yeah. it's really about like, like Mark Zuckerberg keeps saying, I want to, you know, I want to help the world you know, the first time we thought the idea was about connecting people, and I'm like, fuck off, like it was about like revenge because you were unhappy, <laughs> unhappy that some girl dumped, dumped you dumped and la, everything. Right? Yeah, and then and then someone <laughs> like like the Facebook, you know how Facebook just feeds on like your insecurities as a human being. Friday yeah. night when they see that you're on Facebook, they merely send you the the pictures of your friends at parties and everything. The algorithm can tell la. Oh, so, so you think fucking, they do that? <laughs> yeah, so it's emotional manipulation. That's why when it's being done by one human on another, maybe people get very angry at that. La. Although they don't realise no, that Facebook is doing that to them every single day. La. No, but on the flip side, if you think about it, like, okay, so just to just to think about it, like, okay, we, I would like to think that we were responsible. La. You know, we got mm. the word out and all that, yeah, yeah. but we weren't getting views, right? So mm. what if ultimately that leads to our demise? I mean, we're already like failing, right? We fail until we cannot fail anymore. Then we're like, yeah. fuck, man. We can't make content anymore because we want to be responsible and all that and then we get drowned out. La. So mm. so I know it's it sounds similar, but I think right now the difficulty is like, I think right now there is one school of thought saying that, you know what, I don't care how I say it as long as people care, that is my job done. And that's mm. the feeling I get from, from him. La. And I think it kind of is in line with the belief that, you know what, fuck it if people get pissed off. I know who I am. And these are some of the phrases he used. Like, I know who I am. My friends who know me, know me. To all the haters, it's been overwhelming, but yeah. um, I, I, it's blah, blah. So it feels like, fuck, people are digging in again. But if more people care, if many, maybe like people who never knew this existed, they, they do know now and they look at things a different way. Um, but but you, could also, you, part, you could also say there are people who never knew this existed. Then they saw his post and realized, oh, it's inaccurate. Then they realized, ah, fuck, it's just a fucking political tool. La. It's a fake story. It's fake news. It's, it's like, it's basically, it's a falsehood. It's a falsehood, my mm. Dr. Chi. That's a falsehood. So Yeah, like Tan, yeah. on, on Tan, Tan Chuan Jin's post, is like a fucking PAP orgies. Yeah? Everyone's like, thank you, sir. Yeah. You know, sir, you're so amazing. So, oh my God, yeah, this puppies uh, all like... Yeah, I, I think when you when you start to deal with people's emotions, right, and, and really manipulating it, that's when uh, you, you can quite clearly tell it, it riles a lot of people up. Uh, and, and for this guy to sort of absolve himself of responsibility for having, you know, stirred up emotions, then after that, turns out, hey, actually, it's not very accurate. I think also it's, it's, it's quite, uh, it's not very mature. Uh. Yeah, so, so I mean... Then, like, I see example of Alfian Saad, his post, he shared someone, uh, a post by someone else who was also kind of, like, pinning the blame on MSF and just saying that, how the fuck can you post something like that? Uh, and then he, uh, and he didn't really talk about the, the guy. They did acknowledge, he, she did acknowledge that, okay, he could have posted um, a better and all, but how can MSF come by and say this? And Alfian Saad's post was like, okay, there must be ways to protect the identity of individuals even as you go about disputing someone's account of their needs. There must be a code of conduct. It wasn't right for the guy to take the elderly's photo. He probably thought her wearing a mask could provide some anonymity. 
and write about some details she shared, such as the employment place. But he did try to help her. And how can it be right then for an institution which should be held to higher standards to reveal more details about his lady and in fact to shame her supposedly lying about her circumstances? So to me, I feel mm. like... Fuck, this, this feels like... Um, okay, the guy fucked up big time. And I do agree, like, as an institution, you should be held to higher standards. But this is another echo chamber where everything is then about MSF, like, and really kind of, like, I don't know, absolving the guy of what he did. So to me, this is like, fuck, it's happening again. And yeah. this is where I think MSF, yo, government, just wake up your idea and realize that if you play it right, you can get your point across and facilitate some discussion. If you also are in the same fucking mindset that this guy said some inaccuracies, we're just going to bluntly put this out and people will realize the truth, then you're not helping the situation also, lah. Yeah, and I think because it just opens up. Yeah, it opens up the target for for people who already don't like you to just shit on you more, la. Yeah, um, I I don't know, but if I'm not wrong, Tan Chuan Jin even used the word mob to describe. Yeah, uh, he to describe people who are making a ruckus about about the issue, la. And I, yeah, la, I didn't really like that, la. In the sense that, you yeah, la, mob. Uh, when it's all faceless people and all that, it's very easy to call them a mob. But maybe there are there are real there are people who are really concerned uh, about this lady and and other people out there who are you know selling uh, picking up uh, who are tianning cardboard and all that like, You know, so I, I don't think yeah like, as a public figure, the words you use are important, and uh, I would I would advise him to shy away from using words like mob la, to describe yeah. concerned people. Right. Yeah, and literally the line is when he was talking about, okay, the reality is that the MSF Singapore's clarification will never viral the way the original... First of all, uh, Mr. Tan Chuan Jin, viral, <laughs> you don't say it will never viral. You, Fuck, yeah, you see... Yeah, are you sure not? Are you sure not? Are you sure? Like, maybe now it's, like it's young people use... Maybe it's, now it's young viral people use viral. Maybe young no. people are using, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, la, Shala, is this... Is it, I really don't think it works that way. Like, you never say, hey, you never viral. Wait, can you, like, this, what, this video viraled? No, what? So fuck. It yeah. sounds it sounds like something an uh, army general would command his his uh, yeah, PR correct. team. I want you all to viral this article for me. <laughs> yeah, correct. But but the line about the mob, he he talks about okay, um like um he okay the person who posted it had taken the opportunity to attack me. Some that sounds like fucking petty like You're a fucking public figure politician and and someone attack you. It's just criticism. So that that also I feel like bleh. And then in the, in the third paragraph, the first line, but obviously I post less on the people I meet and assist because I know what the mob would do with it. So yeah, like what you said, he's a public figure. Mm. It sounds very like, you know what Chan Chun Singh was saying last time yeah. about people idiot. Sia sui, so, idiotic. Now this one is yeah. Tan Chuan Jin. Your, this, is, this is your sia sui la, when you use the word mob. Yeah. And admittedly, we are not public figures. We are not uh, like, we no, don't know so much shit. But to me, this is like, fuck, you know, it, it just... Like, that feels like it could be done better. So whoever is in charge of comms or PR for the ministers or for the government, hello, just stop, get off your high horse and realize that you also are in a position to to facilitate more constructive conversation. Like, and if you fucking do the same thing that this guy did, then it is it, like, it doesn't really get better, right? Yeah. Fucking stupid, yeah. I think, I think the, uh, they really, like, I think PM Lee just set out a rules of prudence for, for his cabinet, right? So I yeah. really think like we really want leaders. La. We want leaders who set good examples for people. Not for leaders who pit one group against another by calling them names like mobs or anything like that. La. So do yeah, show some yeah. do do show some leadership. It's a very tough time in our it's a very divided time in our nation's history. La. But we yeah. need leadership more than ever. La. And some more like, yeah, so, had they taken the opportunity to attack me, some taunted me and mocked me. Hello, who the fuck in their life hasn't been taunted or mocked? You yeah. you are in a public position, you are going to get taunted and mocked. But yeah, la, like uh, like what Terence said, la, you're, you are a leader. And it's just, well, watching this whole thing unfold is just another case of like, wow, does it have to be this way? Yeah, yeah. God so damn. I mean... Maybe we should try and, maybe we should try and get the guy on, on a podcast. I would really, I would genuinely like to talk to Mr... What's his name, uh? Uh, Meng Xuan Ko. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah, yeah, if anyone knows him or what, and is willing to put in a good word for our, on our behalf, lah, that would be fantastic. Because I think that's our our next interview was was uh, a lead from somebody who who messaged me and and said like you know you all you guys want to talk to this person, I can put in a word for you, and then it's 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 gonna happen. Lah. It's gonna happen. So we're quite yeah, excited. It is. It is gonna happen. So so I mean, 
Um, yeah, we have spoken quite a while, a while on this topic. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I mean, please, please carry on the discussions on the Reddit uh, thread yeah. once we upload this. Um, yeah. We are going to move on to the next topic. Which is our slightly goofier topic, but because he mentioned... He mentioned it in one of his IG stories as well, right? About celebrating mm-hmm. National Day Parade. So what yeah. is our goofy topic? Well, that was a nice segue there. Your segue <laughs> skills are back, man. Yes, yes. It is, it is this, year's, this year's NDP song by Mr. Nathan Hartono. It's called Everything yeah. I Am. And we are talking about yeah. it because I think, uh, I think is it NDP is going to be streamed and at home this year, right? So yeah, yeah, apparently, uh, I don't know if you heard this morning, they sound, sounded the civil defense alarm at 10.30am mm. because that's the indication to stand up and sing uh, Majula Singapura uh, on the day of NDP itself at 10.30am or something like that. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 I don't know if that also includes singing the this year's National Day song la, which is by Nathan Hartono. But we thought, okay, it's a good time to discuss, to discuss it as well. La. And the right. reason why we're talking about it because um, when it came out, it was, almost, I wouldn't say divisive, but there was backlash. First of all, because people were saying, oh, you know, Nathan Hartono, is he Singaporean? He talks with Angmo accent, blah, 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 blah. Which, I mean, he grew up in Indonesia, I believe, and but now he's been in Singapore for a long time. And I think he's a, he's a PR, I think. Right? Mm. Oh, sorry, right? sorry. So, uh, yeah, yeah, correct, he's a PR. But can I just clarify by what I said earlier? The civil yeah. defense alarm will go off at 10.30 a.m. and 8.20 p.m. Uh, during the National Day Parade, uh, during the day of the National Day Parade, that means August 9th, mm. la, to signify that we should be standing up to sing the National Day, uh, I mean, uh, our National Anthem. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so, uh, just about the Nathan Hartono, yeah, he's actually born uh, and raised here as a permanent resident. Mm-hmm. And he did NS and all that. You know, once you do NS, you are fucking Singaporean, bro. Correct, so, yeah, right. so we're not oh. going to we're going to talk about that. We're, we're, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the the feel and tone of the song because admittedly it is not as has has like upbeat as maybe previous songs la. so mm. when I watched it um, and when Terence watched it we had differing opinions la. so yeah. so maybe we'll just take a pause for you guys listening to kind of guess who felt what about the song and we'll give you like 5 seconds yeah One, really two, yeah like really pause 5 seconds three, four, five. okay yeah <laughs> so basically I really liked it and yeah. uh, Terence, what did you feel? Eh? Mm, forgettable, eh? forgettable. As in, as in, I I didn't think it was for something that is for National Day Parade, which is like a a real uh, like a rally uh, to rouse up emotions about of patriotism about your country and all that. Uh, mm. It was yeah, just underwhelming lah, underwhelming. Oh but really? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's why I so, thought about it. So I actually really liked it because uh-huh. it started off on a kind of a somber note, but by the end, right, there's like this nice little kind of upbeat thing. And I think like, uh, and I was talking to this about some other people, I felt if it was a bit too upbeat, it, it like right now, this year has been fucked up for a lot of people while at the same time, it's been great for others. Like, you know, certain industries mm. are booming, certain industries are not. And I think if it was upbeat, it kind of might, might feel like not the most... Um, in tune with the sentiments of people on the ground. Like, okay, if I saw a upbeat video, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck, man? You know, mm. can we just, why, 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 why are we doing something so upbeat? So I thought this struck a nice balance on something that started off somber um, and kind of built to a crescendo like, and like, uh, not like some crazy fucking drop the bait, drop the bass kind of thing, mm. but just something that felt, okay, even visually, it started off with individual shots um, and then towards the end, it was him singing in front of an audience. Like. Yeah. So so I liked it, but but why did it, aside from it being forgettable, I I, mean, I agree there's no there's no earworm or hook or something. Yeah, like. Let, let's set the context. Uh. I have before Nathan Hartono was Nathan Hartono the Sing China Nathan Hartono. I actually yeah. paid money for me and my then girlfriend to go and watch a concert of Nathan Hartono Esplanade. So I've been watching Nathan Hartono, uh, you know, as he's grown as a musician and everything. And it, I always, like I, always the, I have an Indian friend. I'm not racist. No, 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 no. So I have paid money. I put my money where my mouth is. When I said I, I like Nathan Hartono and his and his stuff and his showmanship oh, and you, everything, you put so, your money where Nathan's mouth you know, is. And then and then also, and also National Day parades or at least National Day parade rehearsals. I have attended at least three uh, in my entire life, la. So I have been there on the ground <laughs> and felt what a National Day parade is supposed to be like. So I'm going to throw the question back at you. 
How much? How long have you supported hey. Nathan Hartono and how many national parades have you attended? Hey, that's a <laughs> fucking stupid It's argument. important. Okay, it's I a am, context, context. Just to set the context. Hey, Just set the, hey, set hello, the context. Hello. You, go, you go represent <laughs> Singapore in sports or not? Huh? You, have you worn the no, colours no, no, of our flag on your heart or not? I don't huh? even represent sport. I represent it other ways. I was president of the club Singapore <laughs> when I was la. in university. <laughs> so I'll just answer the question. Answer the question, Mr. Tilani. Okay, how many I Nathan Hartono concerts have you been and how many National Day parades have you attended? I have been to zero Nathan Hartono concerts. I've been to zero NDP concerts. <laughs> and I don't think I've even, I've even watched a full NDP concert. But to me, that's fucking irrelevant. Uh, that is like what you call a straw man. I hate it when people tell me, oh, your argument's a straw man. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to do this on you because you have done it to me and you have fucking told me my arguments are straw no, man. So that no, is no. a straw man. Argument, my friend. No, why, why, why? Is it? Is it the important So now you're a connoisseur. Me, you're a connoisseur of any no, songs. Is it? No, the point is, I'm saying is that I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater just because I don't like this song. I actually have gone to Nathan Atono concert. I enjoy his music. I enjoy his style. <laughs> so his dude, everything. Okay, so, can you explain before. So when I assess this song, you can tell I'm not being biased. You see, I'm not biased. I'm not like. Oh, I want to be friends with Nathan Hartono. That's why I just say the song is just really not my kind of thing, la. And then NDP, yeah. I've been there on the ground. I felt it. I felt the you know the vibe of the people and what do people like to sing and all that. Not saying that I'm, I'm the best. I'm the arbiter of what is the best music for NDP, la, But it doesn't. I don't feel like it's the kind that will rouse up my emotions if I'm sitting in the stands and everything, la. That's all I'm saying. So you think like, but yeah. also it was it was written probably in the context of people not being in the stands, right? Yeah, but it's a national day parade, la. It is a parade, la, right? You know. So to you, like home, home is a way better song, because it uh, has like that that little yeah. chorus. Yeah, and it, you know, it's like it really feels everyone can just sing, and it really builds up together. There's this one, even just the beat being a bit uh not as reg. Uh, I mean, okay, this is where I really show like I don't know music, la, But the beat just doesn't feel as easy to follow for for a lay person, not as regular and all that. Maybe it's got. It's a bit of uh, he, he influenced by Skrillex and all these things growing up. It's a bit of, of not you know. There's a bit different beat lah basically during the verse mm. and the chorus and all. It's tougher for for old people like me to follow and so, all, you know. So do you yeah. prefer last year's song? No, no, that's the thing. I I uh, a lot of songs uh, in previous years uh, have all been uh. have all haven't been good lah. Uh, but what I what was last year's song uh? Exactly, I don't even remember. I don't. I remember. Most of them, the only reason they get popular is because they're really cringy or really bad. La. Like the oh, 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 all that kind of, the, the funny actions they have to do. But at the oh, same time, la. they I, I also understood what they were for. La. They were for the parade, which was, yeah, la, it was meant to, it has to be something that is easy for people to follow. Easy meaning, like even kids can do it. Literally kids can do it. And kids can sing along la, and they can all stand up during a parade and do the actions together. La. So I, I, I oh. never had that high expectations for the NDP song that it needs to reflect the emotions of the time and things like that. La. That to me is, oh. is pinning a bit too much on the NDP song. La. Last year last year was a remake of Our Singapore. And ah, okay, okay. Uh, I think one could definitely look at this, uh, look at the video last year that included a lot of people prominent in media and say yeah. that just because we weren't included, we are bitter about it. La. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Because yeah. fucking like, yeah, there are a lot of, I don't know, I think some singers and all like uh, uh, in it, but... But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I I thought okay, so I agree it's not a earworm, but I thought this year deserves something a little more somber la. And I found your your caveats of you not being a hater for Nathan Hartono yeah. make me disagree with you even more like because that to me is yeah. irrelevant. I never say you're a hater of Nathan Hartono. He's a fucking nice guy. And well, side yeah, note, but uh, why do you, but why do you care? You don't even go and you don't even watch NDP. Why? why do you care? So what? <laughs> so what? This is a fucked up like uh, like analogy. I, I don't need to go to NDP to uh, to appreciate the NDP song, okay? Basket. No, but, but you're the me whole point, up? the song is meant for, you know, it's meant, is it meant to be a momentous occasion. Everybody stands up and sings along and switches on the lights and everything. So I feel like there is something to, it must have, must be able to rile up emotions and, and this one just really doesn't, you know, for me. Maybe yeah. your, your emotions, are, maybe your emotional, <laughs> like, uh, detector is dead inside. No, 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 but, but okay. I mean, I also like, when I was in army and I was very sien, you know, doing guard duty or whatever, I also like to wallow in self-pity and listen to Coldplay, Parachutes album, listen to all these depressing songs and all that. But ultimately, you know, that's just, I, I like that kind of music. It's just for myself. La. Feel it. When I feel sad, I like to feel melancholic and all that kind of thing. But if it's an NDP, there's an outright purpose for the song. It needs to rouse up emotions and stir up emotions in everyone and make them all want to stand up and shout and sing and then say the pledge immediately after singing it. Uh, this one doesn't do it for me. Lor. That's the thing. Uh. 
Okay, so that's where we <laughs> have to defer to our listeners. Yeah. That I, I was just trying to explain that it's not a straw man argument. It's actually, I, I feel like, yeah, it, it, I need to establish I'm not a hater and I, I do enjoy my NDP from time to time. Yeah. Don't worry <laughs> lah. The, the mob, you know, the Tan Chuan Jin's mob the is mob. not going to latch onto, latch onto you. You don't need to give all that caveat lah. Like that fucking everything we say also must must say caveat this, caveat that. Yeah. But yeah, to, to our listeners, uh, yeah, we would like to hear your thoughts. And and on that note about our listeners, um, I mean, we were looking through, like there, there is a lot of stuff that uh, people were commenting on our previous podcast, which we will respond to. And I mean, like we really, when we say we will respond, even if it takes longer, and this is my part, like, I think Terrence is a lot more, a lot quicker at responding. Um, but I like to, to respond like with thoughtful stuff so pardon me if I take a bit longer but, hey, no, no, but yeah, it is true it's true I, I do respond faster but maybe I, do, I sometimes I prefer to respond to it on the podcast rather than type it out and all so I do very give very shorter responses but please don't read it as, as rude what I'm doing is mm. is giving you a response to let you know that I've read it and I'm thinking about it right also, yeah. Also, cause Terence is a boomer and he paint, uh, he, he types with one finger at a time, <laughs> so he's not a fan of typing, lah. Eh, hey, also so bitter because of the because you just got <laughs> destroyed in the last in the, our last hey, discussion. Fuck you, lah. <laughs> okay, now now you are rewriting history, also. Chibai. and like even the, the next comment that we're going to respond to, we're gonna just going to respond to one comment was brought up by uh, Terence. So Terence, what, do you have yeah. it in front of you? Huh? Why don't you why don't you 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 point out? Okay, so no, then yeah. now I'm sounding bitter. Yeah. Maybe mm. I should I should yeah, accept ahead, responsibility. Sure, so sure. this was from ad- admittedly someone who has been very, very supportive of our podcast and I always appreciate uh, getting comments from this person. And I think, okay, in the previous podcast, I kind of like, maybe I sounded bitter saying that. Which, which podcast? Which podcast? Which was the, our thoughts on Okay, Let's Go post Shashwe and Narelle mm. and that Joanna thing video, the yeah. uh, episode 79. So I think... Um, I may have sounded uh, uh, I may have been a bit emotional about the the negative responses we were getting to the podcast and I think I said something along the lines of okay we we know who our true listeners are and all that which admittedly was quite petty la. and and I and I do realize this person's point uh, uh, Sudin uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it Sudin um, mm. so um, the comment was let's not forget that some of the critics of your previous episodes to be fair a few may have gone overboard in their skating assessment uh, could be your true fans and long-time listeners too. I'm seeing comments here that strive to differentiate between true fans or news listeners just based on criticisms, which would be utterly ironical for a podcast where you guys constantly talk about being receptive to alternative views. If disagreements and constructive criticisms may, may make some of them uh, not true fans or new listeners, then this whole group will end up being just another echo chamber. And I will have to admit that this person has a great point. And yeah. I think I, I said, it, it, what I said was not was not the best thing to say and I apologize. I apologize because if you have a differing view from us and yet you still give this podcast a chance, I really do fucking appreciate it. La. And mm. I think between Terrence and I, uh, I am a slightly more emotional, right? Right. I th- yeah, I think you, you peak higher. La. You peak higher. Yeah, I peak. Both both upwards yeah. and downwards. Uh. Yeah. Hey, fuck you. Now now you're sounding like a gentleman. Before this podcast, <laughs> you're like, ah, yeah. now I have to clean up another piece of mess you made every fucking week. I have to clean up. Now you're sounding like this angel that you know, like, oh, the mature one doesn't say anything. Guys, I just speak more <laughs> truth on this podcast, okay? Terrence doesn't share his real sentiments. But just Ask FYI, just there. FYI, uh, Harish would not have even noticed this comment. Because I was hey. the one who pointed it out to him right before this <laughs> podcast. La. I would he, have noticed it eventually. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Basket. But so it, yeah, would so taken, it would have taken like maybe a week or two. Uh. Yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do agree that this person makes a point. And yeah, please, if you would have differing views, even the better. Because um, I would like to think that I'm open to changing my perspectives on things. So please keep them coming. No, and but yeah, the, the, if, the truth yeah. is, I think... Uh, uh, I will. I also jump to Harish's defense, like, In the sense that, he, I think he also actually. I, I I said this as a joke before in some interview that we we did when they asked Harish to guess what Terence thinks his superpower is or something like that, right? And mm, then I think yeah, I said yeah. something. I think I said something really stupid, like being open-minded or something. Uh, which Harish pointed out was like that's not a real superpower. But the truth is, I think uh, uh, Harish he also always tries to reach over to the other side a lot more than an average person does. Meaning that as uncomfortable as it might be to reach over to to try and read up about uh some you know about 
what the other side, even if it's very ugly, even if it's racist or whatever, to reach over to the other side and see what they're thinking. Uh, and I think that's uh, something that everyone probably needs to do a little bit more of in our lives, even even ourselves day to day. And that's why it's good that comments like that come in because it makes us think, oh yeah, actually... Mm. The way we run the, you know, it's been a very exciting couple of weeks for us on the podcast, right? You know, talking to the people yeah. we've been talking to, response we've been getting. Uh, and we don't want to get carried away with the original intention of the podcast, lah, which was like, you know, when we started the podcast, like even certain topics that we didn't feel people were talking that much about, but we felt strongly about, we would like put it on the podcast because we felt this is like, uh, we want the world to, to listen a bit to other things other than what they're being fed in mainstream media and all that, right? So, so, so there is a, uh, yeah, I think we from this start of this podcast we've always committed to want to do that to reach out to the other side to sort of just uh, listen to what uh, other people are saying about things and also share our own thoughts as edu- uneducated or uninformed about the it, it might be like, but we put it out there so that other people can also challenge us and I think this Reddit so far has been a very good way of challenging how we view things as well like. So so we want oh, to maintain so sweet, that yeah. as much as possible No, I think so it was, uh, Because yeah, I want yeah. to try and give as a as, uh, I don't want you to keep sounding like you're having to defend yourself from, from something mm. uh, when and then probably also to give credit where credit is due. Sometimes even I'm I'm not even uh that one the first one to initiate hey, maybe we should talk to the other side or that la. So I would say that mm. Harish does do his due diligence that side and uh yeah, la, we're all we're all also just learning how to navigate this new landscape as well. This so I'm not a disappointment to minorities and I don't uh, lack balls la, right? <laughs> No, it's not about disappointment. It's <laughs> you are disgraced that you're a person of color like Harish Tilani. Yeah, to the to the people of color. Correct, correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay, right, cool. So, yeah. But, so but yeah, thank you, thank you. In. Yeah, thank you for that feedback. I think it was it's a timely reminder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So now is the time for one shock thing of the week. Yes, the one shock thing of the week. Uh, yeah. Would you like to go go ahead, Terence? Uh. Oh shit! I I think I I just forgot what my one joke thing was already. Sorry. Can you can you can you can you? Okay. Just so oh yeah, uh, I got it. I got it. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Let me go back uh, to my okay, comment. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my one joke thing is uh, a particular show that is on coming out to Netflix on eighth August. Uh, it's a Singaporean movie. Uh, it's called the Teenage Textbook Movie, directed by Philip Lib. He's a very accomplished, very prolific local director and a friend of of ours also. Uh, so. There, if you haven't heard, Netflix is relaunching a whole series of Singaporean uh, movies and Singaporean TV shows uh, on their platform starting today, 1st August, mm-hmm. and going all the way through National Day everything. So uh, there are a lot of films coming out, even the very obscure ones like Eric Kuhl's In The Room, which I think they even have a theatrical release in Singapore. Uh, it is it, coming out on Netflix soon. Uh. And Teenage Textbook, mm. I remember it's one of those shows from back when I was in secondary school. And it was very uh the I remember the soundtrack was fantastic and and it was always you know, a couple of number one like perfect ten top ten countdown number one hits or so like written by Singaporeans and performed by Singaporeans uh. so um the movie is coming out on eight August and I think if you really want to see a slice of what Singapore school life was like back in the day right in the nineties this is the movie to catch la. yeah so so that's my one shock thing out there. Oh, that's good. And I remember seeing it just like last year or something. And mm, yeah, it, mm. last year or the year before. And it, it it's definitely a throwback. La. It's definitely mm. a throwback. Like if you evaluate it with like blockbuster movies and all that, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. But if you yeah. appreciate it for what it is, right, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and there's some faces you might recognize like Melody Tan. I think she's like a DJ or something now. I'm not yeah. really sure. But she was like young and, and very popular back then and uh, were there any other recognizable faces in that, that movie uh? I think she was the most Not recognizable that I remember off the top of my head yeah yeah but yeah really the, the yeah just try to imagine the soundtrack for this movie like back in the 90s uh, before Sam Willows before Gentle Bones and all these people there were local singers who were charting you know like top uh, top 10 perfect 10 on the 987 top 10 every Friday evening mm. or so uh. and there, I think Absolutely. there were at least two tracks from this Soundtrack that went to number one. Uh. I see, I see. Yeah, I see. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Okay, uh, my one shock thing is uh, this recent Instagram account or VR artist that I came across called Dude.SG. Have you heard of him? He's a oh. guy called Eugene and he's kind of like a technology artist. So mm. he makes like funny Instagram filters and, and just using technology to create comedy and like 
fuck should I like um I I think it's pretty awesome and like now he has a studio called dude dudes.sg. He's dude.sg and yeah, they just do cool shit with uh tech la. Mm. And like hackathons and games and Instagram filters and yeah, like I I I've always uh been in love with um Team Lab which is a Taiwanese technology artist where they mm. use technology and light to create art. So this guy uses the, the he does the same with with um technology in Singapore and it's also quite funny lah. So I think it's pretty dope. Also like he does what art installations is it? Yeah, art is I mean I think of online is Instagram filters and all lah, which are quite funny. Mm. Um and yeah, art installations, light installations and it's yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome, yeah. Mm. Okay, so that's so quite cool cuz I just remember another piece of feedback that we were getting on Reddit was that we were always promoting a lot of uh international sports and and international artists and things like that and could we spend more time promoting the local local players in the scene ah? so mm. just by coincidence somehow today we are both talking about local films and local art- artists and all oh yeah so yeah it's quite cool eh? yeah that is quite see, you cool you see your feedback does it does enter our minds even that. if we don't we don't talk about it but it does like change the way we think about things or so uh. hells yeah man yeah cool wow that right. that was a that was a long one yeah but right. I think it was good eh? yeah yeah it was yeah. cool so as always please 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 leave a comment on our reddit uh, join the reddit because I, I mean whenever I see people posting stuff that on their own initiative and people commenting that's fucking awesome la. I, I, yeah. I love that shit and thank yeah. you all so much for the support yeah, and just yeah, cool. everyone go and enjoy the National Day Parade song. Yeah, man, <laughs> go and listen to it and <laughs> make a make a informed decision for yourself whether you yeah. like it. Cool, 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 and then we'll share all the links in the show notes as always. And until the next episode, bye, peace, peace. Okay. Okay, I just need to make a phone call to my bro now about dinner. So then. You'll send me the file? Yeah. Okay, thanks, man. Okay, bye-bye.